Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to Radio 5G Other Voices. This pre-recorded show will be aired on May 31st, 2023. The first hour has Sasha Stone with Scott McKay on Rumble Station, A Right to Know with Sherry B. The title of the video is Riding Through This Spiritual Battle. Sasha Stone was actually one of their first guests on Radio 5G and he is still an impressive speaker and presenter of provocative discussions, well worth listening to. The second hour has Dr. Lee Merritt talking with Dr. Rashid Buttar in a video that is dated the day he died. Included are clips of Dr. Buttar telling just some of the truths that got him on a short list of those deemed dangerous to the deep state. Thank you, Dr. Buttar. Your voice will continue. And he is really well worth listening to. It's uh, just sad. Anyway, here we go. Sasha Stone and riding through the spiritual battle with Scott McKay and Sherry B. Welcome to A Right to Know. I'm your host, Sherry B. And today we have two of my favorite Patriot Street Fighters, starting off with Scott McKay. The Patriot Street Fighter with Nine Lives is a lifelong entrepreneur who spent decades in the wellness industry and competitive bodybuilding. In the 1990s, he dove into politics in California and after 16 years became dismayed by the corruption in D.C. In 2014, Scott miraculously survived a near-fatal motorcycle accident and rebuilt his life with a boom. In 2020, he created the Tipping Point Radio and then Patriot Street Fighter live stream channel. Coming out into the public arena and having toured the country, Scott continues to expose the deep state and usher in the light. My second guest today, Sasha Stone, back on A Right to Know, also a Patriot Street Fighter. He is a public speaker, publisher, writer, and filmmaker former rock musician who grew up in Rhodesia, Zimbabwe during the War of Independence. He established Humanitad, founded the New Earth Project, as well as the ITNG, International Tribunal for Natural Justice, and the Lazarus Initiative, which he'll share info on today. Sasha is an outspoken advocate who continues to lobby against the human rights abuses throughout the globe. So I would like to welcome back to A Right to Know, Sasha Stone and Scott McKay. Sherry, good to be here with you today. Uh, it's great to be with Sasha. Um, Sasha Stone, I credit with launching our, uh, you know, our, our national Patriot Street Fighter tour. We combined with Robert David Steele and the highlight of being on that tour was number one moving away and going on our own and with Sasha Stone and uh, got a chance to to actually spend time with a guy who's been an icon in the world for decades 
fighting at levels people couldn't possibly fathom. So, you know, it was a it was a big uh, feather in my cap to get a chance to work with him and get his stamp of approval on what we're doing here. Uh, so it's always great to be with the three of you. And thanks for doing what you do. You've been at it for quite some time and doing some great work creating inroads into this uh, satanic empire. Thank you, Scott. Indeed. Well, let me just say, Sherry, nice to see you and always happy to share bandwidth with uh, with my bestie, Scott, the, the, the singularity force of nature who single-handedly uh, sustains erectile function in the heart of middle America, where all the other men have uh, curled up like porcupines. <laughs> that man is standing and walking tall. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Great, guys. Yes, and I know you were both on my show previously, also with Robert David Steele. And Sasha, you were here the day before you went off with Scott on his tour. So it was a tough day. I got to tell you, Sherry, I remember it well. It was horrible because I was pulled in. I think I was on my tour bus and I was pulled in and I had to look at uh, uh, Robert's face on the screen in the interview and I had to bite my tongue for an hour. Um, all I wanted to do was to slay the son of a bitch. And, you know, I miss him. I love him um, and I miss him. And it was desperately sad what happened, but it happened. And that's just the way life goes sometimes. And um it's uh, I, I always say whenever the, the spirit of, of Robert is is um, is the specter of Robert is raised. I always remind uh, folks that we have a lot to um, to thank him for. And it really can be summarized in his extraordinary genius um, as an analyst and as a, um, a progenitor of hard truth and disclosure in the recent years. He's the man who really tried to crack the nut by calling on and calling for open source intelligence and open source engineering. And just those two things alone would indeed transform the entire planet. So I always credit uh, Robert for that extraordinary um, uh, genius. Absolutely. Boy, I'll tell you, this earth school here is um, really a ride. So on that note, we are no doubt, no one can deny that we are in the biggest spiritual battle, I think, of all of humanity. And I'm going to get your guys' take, too. And we're going to talk a little bit about the state state of affairs in that. I know that there are a lot of people who are really feeling beat up right now. And, you know, we're all sticking together. We're going to offer some encouragement. What your take is on what's happening. We just have, for example, in the mainstream legacy media, which none of us are really watching anymore, Tucker Carlson did a show on Friday on Monday, uh, just this week, without even a notice, he was knocked off. He was fired. He was the only one, really, who was talking about the jabs, the bioweapon injections, who was talking about the voting. And, of course, they sued Fox. Dominion sued Fox for over $700 million. I don't know why they didn't appeal it. But we have it's – a, it's a battle. And then we had the whole pandemic, scamdemic, that we're just – you know, trailing out of. And of course, they're going to pull another one on us. Then we have the whole AI thing coming in. So so let's go ahead, Scott. What do you feel is going on right now? And and what do you feel like, what kind of armor, you know, do we need to have on to continue through this right now? You know, obviously, there's a spiritual battle going on. People talk about it all the time, that spiritual warfare 
I think what's going to happen, there are two things I see happening. The, the, the gravity of truth is going to come at us. Number one, it's going to be, is going to be devastating to many people. Number two, in this spiritual warfare battle, it's not just spiritual warfare, you know, in, in the, in the higher realms against these demonic forces. It's spiritual warfare and getting the truth of who we are, what we are, where we come from, this photonic, you know, light source that we call our creator or God, the almighty, Allah, Butch, Sally, Jim, I don't care what you call it, but we got to get people to stop fighting over how everything's labeled, number one. And, you know, and I, I speak oftentimes around the country on some of these mega, mega mansion church stages as a born again Christian since I was 14, but I've been going up against the common narrative that's coming from the, you know, the fundamentalist Christian viewpoint. Nobody seems to be able to get Christ's life uh, right. I mean, you got statues of him in India and Sasha will tell you evidence worldwide, Iraq, India, Tibet, where, where Christ actually spent the 17 lost years that they never taught us about studying under Buddhists and shamans and high consciousness people that can explain how he did what he did. He tried to say that too, and they killed him for it. So there's got to be a rectification on who Christ was and not what they programmed us to believe. Um, I say that the full Christ consciousness existed on the planet right now, which it doesn't, not even close. How we get, how do we get into a satanic pit of hell where 8 million children every year are being brutally sodomized, butchered, shoved into an adrenochrome machine? So nobody can, can cause me to think any differently because the, the evidence is around us. And then as far as the hardcore truth, we need a truth about everything. Look, I thought I saw things like the fall, the cabal really shook the foundation of this global narrative that they've put out for, you know, thousands of years, hundreds of years. And uh, it shook the foundation hard. I mean, I just we got to rectify World War Two, World War One. I. I just watched this unbelievable documentary called uh, Adolf Hitler, the sto the greatest story never told. And and I and I, I say to people, look, you have to have the discernment to be able to look at anything and everything and stop using all of your left brain programming, logic, reason, whatever. You have to use some of it. You got to go into the right brain. You got to connect to the, 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 in, the infinite database of universal intelligence and let your intuition, your gut tell you all this information we've been fed for all of our lives. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. And where it's not true, the, the, the violations against humanity has been so grotesque that it's, we can't let this continue. Like, and I've said this about Adolf Hitler. You know, I, I've seen and heard different things. I've seen this six-hour documentary, which has blown my mind. And you find out, and I bet Sasha would probably even stand in this gap with me. You would find out that some of the greatest murderers of the 21st century were Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Winston Churchill. And, and nobody knows nobody knows the, the tens of millions of people that were led to the butcher shop because of the decisions they made and firebombing cities and, you know, not military installations, just all the things they never taught us. I don't trust any of our history um, because they've lied about every damn thing they could lie about. And I don't care who it offends. People need to stop fighting over their version of the truth and only fight for the raw truth. Once we have that then all this other chaos amongst humanity dissipates. Thank you, Scott. Sasha. Well, it, it, it's a curious thing. Let me start with um, Tucker Carlson, uh, because it is an important um, story. The fact that the most successful um, news anchor pretty much in, in modern history um, with the biggest reach in the most populous network um, instantly um, evaporates into the thin air. It, 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 it speaks to something rather huge. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that he did cross the line. He crossed the line appropriately. 
um, by um, drawing distinct lines between mainstream media, even his own network, and the satanic um, global pharmaceutical um, enterprise, which is systemic um, civilizational genocide. That's all it is, all it ever was. That is the Rockefeller and Rothschild convention going back 100 years the quashing of naturopathy and homeopathy and all the natural sciences and the weaponizing of academia, the weaponizing of science altogether, which led deftly to the weaponization of public health administration, which of course is all about genetics and genetic intervention, which is to say alien intervention, which is to say demonic possession. So let's just get the square root of all of this down. Uh, it's all about satanic intervention being forced into us at the level of synthetic molecules and the um, blood drinking, um, adrenal chrome gargling, uh, satanic echelon that uh, Scott um, uh, remarked on is as real, as real, as real can be. Now, it's taken Tucker Carlson a little while being of a liberal intellectual bent. It's taken him a little while to wake up to the fact, but God love him. And by the grace of God, he has awoken recently to how dark that particular story is. And and that's pretty much brings us to, to where we're at right now. And um, speaking um, to history and what Scott correctly suggests is the most existential and critical need is for us to address the broken spine of history. He's absolutely correct, because until we've done that, there is no flow of pure truth. There cannot be. So long as we are entrained or enchanted into believing that black is white and white is black, then we have are willfully participating in our own uh, demise civilizationally, because it always comes down to that. The Adolf Hitler piece is a, a seminal piece uh, for different reasons. I'm no apologist for Hitler. I'm no apologist for um, any political or military leader in the history of this world, um, because both politics and militarism are the very atom seed of evil incarnate, as far as I'm concerned. However, I will say that um, if we are interested in pure truth, which apparently we're not, um, but if we were interested in pure truth and in pure inquiry, and if indeed we care about things called forensic evidence, uh, we would learn very quickly that Adolf Hitler's Ubermensch or Superman uh, was an attempt to preserve the, in, from his uh, perspective, uh, the Aryan race, the, um, uh, which is a huge one of the pillars upon which our species stands. There has been and continues to be a very long standing uh, enterprise afoot to completely annihilate the angelic seeded human being, which can be exemplified to, to some great extent, genetically speaking, in the Aryan race. That is not to talk about preferential genealogy. I'm not doing that for one second. But I am saying that there has been actually a systemic attempt to desecrate, defile, corrupt and annihilate the white skin above all. I'm the man who for the last few years has been talking about 
the um, Babylonian witchery leading to the Roman Catholic Church, leading to the Vatican complex, leading to the triumvirate of Washington, London and and, and Rome, um, completely defiling the sanctity of human life. I'm the one speaking to the papal doctrines of discovery and the assault against the black skin, brown skin, red skin, yellow skin uh, races. I'm just about to make announcements, I think, in the next three weeks about the upcoming uh, Judicial Commission of Inquiry into the doctrine of discovery. I am desperately serious about the matter of addressing what we have done, the imperial white hegemonious have done uh, in the last 500 years to the black skin, brown skin, red skin, yellow skin. So let's be clear, we're living in a conundrum here, a paradox, a conundrum, because on the one hand, the imperial white hegemony running through the imperial crowns of Europe and the Vatican complex did indeed bring about catastrophic failure of the indigenous peoples. And we've rendered them sitting in in reservations, largely drunk, intoxicated on gambling and hookers and God knows what else, or inner cities. And it is a defilement and a desecration of those blessed genomes. That is for sure. But the fact of the matter is, is there has been a Sabbatean agenda directed directly at the uh, Aryan race. And if you want to know about the travesty, I'll, I'll round this off shortly. If you want to know about the travesty of the Second World War, uh, despite all the lies we've been told, um, constantly told, we're bludgeoned into believing this notion about the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the six million, the this, that, the other. It's become the great untouchable subject. Well, it's untouchable uh, to people who are governed by fear. It's not an untouchable subject to people governed by truth. I'm one of those people. Scott is another and I, I, you, you certainly are as well, Shay. The fact of the matter is that if you want to talk about a genocide in the Second World War, you want to look at the blonde, blue-eyed boys, uh, German boys, and how many millions of them were actually massacred. That is where the real genocide took place. But of course, the uh, the, the Anti-Defamation League is a weaponizing of our social um, system. So we're not allowed to speak to this. All media, all academia, everything and everyone is subjected to the purview of the ADL. But let's now let's now acknowledge our blessed and beloved Jewish brothers and sisters, because it's not about them. And we're not talking about them. We're talking about Sabbateans. We're talking about highly compartmentalized elements within the blessed Jewish faith that have by infiltration and stealth moved in over the last couple of hundred years. And again, this is forensically evidenced. If you want to go back to, to Albert Pike and, and Weishaupt and Shabbatai Tzvi and understand exactly how the blessed Jewish faith, the mystical tradition of that extraordinary faith was infiltrated and defiled. So you've got a lot of very, very good people out there believing themselves to be Jewish and they're not. They just simply aren't. Uh, you want to talk about Jews and the, the, then the Shepardic Jews in that part of the world are indeed the, the Jewish tribe, the chosen tribe. But 90 plus percent of all people claiming to be Jews are not. They were instantly created or manufactured as Jews under the Khazarian Empire. And when you get back to the, the broken spine of history, finally, it is a standoff between Khazarian mafia which are the infiltrating element of the blessed Jewish faith and the Tatarian Empire, the classic golden age of humankind and the standoff between ancient Tataria and Khazaria. And unfortunately, Khazaria won in the last few centuries. But that's changing now. So that's the real history, the standoff between light and dark, between good and evil. True history, not something we learn in school. I know I have kids. They went through the school system. I've been a teacher. 
I know what they're feeding them. Right. And it's a lot of bullshit. So, Scott, I'm going to go to you first. One of the really big concerns that actually has been on the fore for many years, but we're seeing it more now in the mainstream, and that is the threat of artificial intelligence taking over, getting to the point where it's super artificial intelligence controlling humanity. I see really only one way that could possibly be stopped. Um, what's your take on that? And we could sort of, I think it's somewhat related to the transgender agenda, but I'll let you speak on that, Scott, your point of view. You know, I'm not as, as deeply embedded in the AI conversation as many people are. Um, obviously, it's a massive threat, um, <clears throat> but I've got to deal with the fact that I, um, when I do travel, I'm traveling with a gentleman that's accusing me of being a cyborg transhumanist uh, plant into the into the the ether of this movement um but i can tell you uh but again i gotta i gotta digress here for a second folks everything that sasha stone just said to you in the last five minutes you need to start doing your research and find out why he can bring that hard truth to you and doesn't back up on it because that's the reality uh and, and and the evidence is there on all of it but with the ai thing look there's they've been laying groundwork the Pentagon has spent hundreds of billions of dollars in the last 50, 60 years in funding movies in Hollywood uh, because they are connected, obviously, to the secret space program apparatus. All the things that have been going on in this world that we're never allowed to see under the uh, barriers of national security for our protection, like everything's national security. Uh, my question is, how is it this small group of people who, who, who apparently God ordained with the thunderbolt, you guys are the ones that are going to determine what the rest of the flock, my flock on the planet, are allowed to know and not know. It's just you guys right there, right? It's just kind of like, how are these people chosen? They're not. And it's kind of like we talk about, look, I have a ton of my friends are Jewish. A lot of my Los Angeles friends and clients are all Jewish, liberal Democrats on top of it. Um, so this isn't about what they believe or what they've been told. But it's the same thing, the chosen people. So you're saying our creator who's brilliant and perfect is going to create an A team and the rest are just B team. And we're going to, that's just absurd. It's all absurd to me. It's just fucking absurd. I'm sorry. And, and I'm not, I've said this in front of the world before. It's fucking absurd. Um, but we, it, we have to, look, if we're going to look at this logically, everything in the world, then use it logically. It doesn't make any sense. Everything's a dichotomy between what they teach us and what we believe, what we espouse. With the AI thing, I believe they've been setting the groundwork for a long time. Terminator is a case in point. How do they come up with brilliant sci-fi movies? I used to think, I believed that these brilliant directors would sit down and guide an editor through the process of everything that they, they've filmed and then create this amazing story. <laughs> Nobody's that brilliant. Avatar, whatever, Jane, you know, uh, Jim Cameron, Cameron, James Cameron. These people have been fed this kind of truth and information about the entire structure of the, the this cosmos, and and they have been creating films with privileged information. Why would they do it? They've got to set the human psychology up to be able to absorb as it's moving forward, whether it's good or bad, to have some recognition of it so they can control our thoughts our pattern thinking and how they can manipulate us and maneuver us into acquiescence. Um, because think about, you look at the book of John, you know, time traveled into the future, right? And he comes back and he writes about locusts and those locusts, 
could be F-16s. They talk about these different things from from the future that you can possibly describe an M1 Abrams tank when you're jettisoned 2,000 years into the future, taking a look back, saying, uh, a locust, a dragon's come out of the ground, whatever. Same thing. There's got to be something that has a continuity of understanding with where the current race is at that time so they can then maneuver us to where I want to go. So as far as the AI thing, I think obviously it's moving forward in its own agenda in a more nefarious way with the graphene oxide and all the things they're injecting into us using 5G to manipulate these mechanical structures to get us to think differently, do differently, or flat out kill us. Um, that's the AI that's the most dangerous. It's not robots running around. It's what they've got us to acquiesce to stick your arm out people are dropping dead they're stacking bodies like firewood yeah give me yet another booster but your two uh, brother and sister died and they had them everybody know that died in the last year or six months they all are vaxxed but yeah it can't be that hit me again right so that's the greatest weaponization of ai is the psychology that they have built into us to walk into our own guillotine it's insane that's where we how do you rectify that? Believe me, I think about it every day. I have no idea how we can be still on this path. Absolutely. You know, I just want to raise the, raise a story that I just saw uh, this week. It was a couple of days ago. And uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a story that's breaking right now in the States. I don't know if any of you saw it. But it was a guy um, who's a sort of reporter on a paper who was breaking some story that was going to be highly contentious to the status quo. And uh, he accidentally left his uh, recording device in the boardroom of the um, of the newspaper, the Gazette, and uh, three hours later went back to retrieve it. After he'd left his own little meeting with the editor and what have you, uh, another meeting had taken place. Curiously enough, the story he was about to r- release was about the fact that he thought that there was covert meetings taking place within the council of the town, the town planning and the town councillors were having covert meetings. And that's what the story he was going to be breaking and saying these were not publicly recorded meetings. They're making determinations about people's lives and livelihoods they're, and they're doing it in private. So curiously enough, that was the story he was going to break. So he'd been in to speak to the editor in the office and he'd left his recording device on by mistake in a satchel. Three hours later, went back to retrieve it, found it, played it back and listened to the ongoing audio. It was terrifying. After he left that meeting with the editor, I think it was, the local town sheriff came in, the local mayor came in and some other big midnight masons around the editor and they all sat around the board table discussing how they were going to murder this reporter and his co-reporter co, uh, and their families and they were deciding on which members of the families were most exposed the stepdaughter the mother the wife and how they were going to murder them and how they were going to bury their bodies so you see that's it now that's been handed over to the fbi that's now a proper story okay but the reason why i'm speaking about it is because This kind of thing is rampant, is rife. The Midnight Masons are like slick oil. They have permeated every single crevice of the social contract. They are in every little town, every little office. They are operating in dental surgery. Sometimes kids are going to see the dentist. Dentist is taking the kids and there's another little door. The kids go out the back and are being sodomized and pornographicized during their dental treatment. It's not a joke. You've got other places where 
homes, suburbs have got uh, interlinking um, uh, underground uh, tunnel systems connected to their Sabbatean satanic churches. I've got photographic and filmic evidences of this, incidentally. I've also got multiple testimonials of generational Satanists who turned against their own uh, clan, their own kin, um, which we've taken in the International Tribunal for Natural Justice. The point I'm trying to make here is that there is a, a degree and an extent of very sophisticated witchery that goes on under the guise and uh, under the midday sun, right on your high street that you will never know about. I was told this many, many years ago by the, 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 the guy who was the founder of the Federal Child Tracking Agency in the United States, which has become the de facto uh, agency that lies, the premier agency that lies about the true figures of the missing children. And the man who founded that agency came to see me uh, well over 10 years ago, um, probably 12 odd years ago. And he, he was brought to me by uh, Alan Bond, the former uh, billionaire, richest man of Australia, who was a friend of mine at the time. And Al Bond, who had not become a midnight, midnight Mason, incidentally, when he was the richest man in, in Australia, when the, the Masons approached him and, and oh, the uh, Illuminati and said, you've got to join the club, Al, you know how it goes. He said, go fuck yourselves. I'm too rich to care about what you fuckers think. I don't like your aprons. I don't like your fancy games. Not interested. So for a couple of years, they let Al loose and uh, then they conspired and they ended up taking him down. How? On a technicality connected to a tax issue connected to one of the various paintings he owned. He owned a billion dollars worth of paintings and one little Monet painting had some tax thing that he put it in the name of his wife. It was completely innocent mistake to, from, for a billionaire to make and they took him down just like they took Al Capone down on a small statutory technicality. But the point I'm trying to make is that Al Bond, when he got out of prison and lost his fortune after the Masons went after him, um, he, we became friendly. And he was the man who brought the founder of the Federal Child Tracking Agency of the United States to meet me many years ago. And I learned from that man in the course of three days with a pile of stack of files he put on my desk and said, Sasha, can you and Humanita do anything to tell the world the truth? You, we've, you've got contacts in governments. You've got contacts in royal houses. Can you tell the truth about the missing children? So I was the one that first, I believe, came out with those figures and spoke to Robert David Steele and others. And it was then picked up on and uh, other special ops guys came out and started speaking to the truth of the missing children. But the point being, that was rampant, has been running rife for generations. When Scott says something as confoundedly um, shocking, seismic as 8 million children or whatever the, the figure is, these are real figures. They're possibly a great deal worse. And what actually takes place in the basement, you're talking about genetic hybridization of human beings. You talk about how many millions of hybrid humans, non, they're not even human. They've been hybridized with all sorts of genetic uh, material over many, many generations. And these creatures are being harvested. They're being incubated and harvested underground. So there are stories and storylines that are so beyond the pale that you have to have extraordinary uh, fortitude, the psycho-emotional fortitude, simply to hear the truth of these things. I'll tell you straight up, it was sitting through um, so many testimonials of survivors of ritual satanic abuse and torture that was my wake-up call. And then following on from that, I started getting involved, in, as I still do to this day, to some extent, counseling with people uh, who are trying to get over the extraordinary traumas. And when you hear their stories and you look into the eyes of these blessed souls who have somehow 
resurrected their spirit despite the things that happened to them. Um, it's an incredibly humbling experience. I suggest that the the kind of socioeconomic, socio-cultural um, typhoon that is erupting at the moment that is going to lead to this shift point imminently, almost certainly between now and uh, mid-2025, by my reckoning, we will see that seismic shift taking place, which is a complete reckoning uh, and, uh, of, of, of good and evil. And it's going to be taking place in the temple of every single human being's heart. Each one of us have got to be doing our own house cleaning. There is no cavalry that's going to be rescuing us. At the individual level, the reckoning is coming to you. And you must start to do the work. And the work is to at least have the grace to be able to hear the truth when it is spoken to. If you don't have the wherewithal to go and do uh, the researching and the deep diving, that's okay. But then you need to tap into your deeper instinct and ask yourself the question, when did government ever fucking serve you? Ever? Ask the question of yourself and look in the mirror. When did the bank ever serve you? Ever? When did medical science in the hospital context ever, outside of trauma, when did it ever serve you? It didn't and it doesn't because it can't and it won't. And it, this is this is really what the reckoning is. It's a stepping away of the fiction. It's, it's the identifying the organic, sentient, angelic human from the realm of devilishness and fiction that we that has assailed us now for the past few thousand years for sure some of the things that sasha mentions to those who have heard sasha and scott speak before might not be so shocking but there's also and i'm grateful people listening who will listen to the show who are not aware of these things and you have to ask yourself how is it that if there's such advanced technology that they can track everything we do that child sex trafficking has surpassed the drug trade and it's the number one trade on the planet how can that be unless those people you mentioned government agencies three-lettered agencies not everybody there's some good guys in there some whistleblowers but if they're not in on it and it's become like a cancer it's just got its tentacles everywhere you know on this earth the other thing that sasha mentions yes the tech we have technology that is so far advanced when i hear people getting in arguments about okay our carbon footprint and we have to stop using gasoline and start that's all bullshit we have advanced technology zero point energy nikola tesla they have it they won't allow with the few exceptions, us to have access to this advanced technology. So what we're doing is we're fighting amongst a bunch of BS down here with each other, divide and conquer, when actually we have solutions to everything. So I do want to hear, though, in a nutshell, Sasha, what you think about the the transgender movement and if it's related to AI um, and... um, you know, if you feel like there's only one way out, like an EMP or uh, just sort of in a nutshell, and then we want to talk about some. So, well, let, let's just quickly speak to it. I mean, the, the transgenderification of 
a homo sapiens sapien is an attempt, uh, a desperate attempt by the satanic elites to stall the natural emergence of the, the reconstitution of the angelic human as we emerge into our ascension spiral. So the, the best way to apprehend that confluencing of the, um, the, the polarities of the historical human, which was moving into a kind of confluence point of synthesis and synergy, whereupon we're about to enter into a, a generic enlightenment in the, in the next chapter. They are wanting to stall that. They have always, the they is the contrast against which we define our angelic nature. So let's be clear about what we're talking about at the meta level. The they is the unresolved aspects of us. So the they always serves us in defining our true becoming. That's a metaphysical proposition, but it's the way uh, reality works. So you step back from the demonization of they as being some sentient clutch of deviance. In a sense, it is a sentient clutch of deviance, but they are only given animus or life force in, in direct proportion to the degree to which you and I surrender or abdicate or abnegate our divinity and our life force. So that's the realm of duality within which we live has been designed according to those universal dualistic principles. So once you understand that piece, then you know there's nothing to fear because ultimately, so long as I in the now can reconvene relationship with the alpha and the omega, I can and will steer the outcome. There is no harm that can befall me. That is the Daniel in the lion's den analogy. That is, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I shall fear no ill because I am Christed. I wear the Christed mantle. And so long as you and I own that peace and, and step in uh, to our true um, regenesis as the sons and daughters of God, then all is fine. Now to speak to the transgenderfication, that is a psychocultural attempt to store the natural ascension process, which is otherwise going to be morphogenetically activating within the gut of all humans on the face of the earth in the coming uh, few short years. I say years in parentheses because time no longer exists. Time never really existed. Time was actually the cage of fiction within which we are enthralled. Once we understand that TikTok 1260 time and Babylonian calendric systems is a psychocultural cage system that we continuously ideate and feed back to ourselves and wish happy birthday, which is an insidious uh, ritual, incidentally, a satanic ritual to wish each other happy birthday or happy anniversary. All you're doing is programming death into one another. So once we get that piece, we'll start to become a lot more enlightened as as a, as a, as a genus, as a species. But the Molochite um, goat with big tits um, and 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 uh, you know that's a classic uh, symbol of the dark side. And that's so Molochite worship, Canaanite ritualism, uh, Baal worship. All of that iconography is the helter skelter of a a confusion of polarities, a confusion of genderfication. If a male penis enters a male anus, you are causing an electrical um, incoherence. I'm not making any judgment against homosexuality. I don't have a position on it. It's not my game. But I can tell you that when you're talking about the electrific electrification charge, you don't put a positive on a positive, right? You don't do that when you're fixing a car battery or something for good reason. 
because you're not going to get a flow. You're not going to get harmonium. And similarly, the male and the female are, in that sense, positive, negative. This this hippy dippy bullshit where people are going around giving heart to heart hugs. Oh, place the heart over the heart, and then everyone's very awkwardly trying to give a hug. You know, it's such bullshit. And I refuse to engage in that kind of ritualistic nonsense. And when people do that to me, I say, stop. I say, God, it designed me like thus and designed you like thus. Approach me that way. That's how you hug. You don't put a positive charge on a positive charge. A positive goes on a negative. We create the flow. So it's all this inversion logic, even within the new age uh, world. And this this notion of co-creating. Everyone's talking about co What the fuck are they talking about? Co-creating. There is only creation. We don't need to speak about co-creating and lay some little patent or claim to being a co-creator. How about just exist? How about just be a blessed being amongst your fellows? The fellowship of man. That's what I'm interested in. Not claiming to be a co-creator of this, that or the other. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is even the syntax, the dialectic, the way we speak, the predictive programming in our words is all fucked up and transgenderfied. It's mixing polarities of the male and the female, the black and the white, the good and the evil, so that we all constantly wake up in this kind of neoliberalist, helter-skelter language and never quite knowing what it is we're saying, thinking, feeling or doing. That's why uh, transgenderfication is an agenda. Mm. Okay. And I wanted to hear what you had to say about artificial intelligence, but I... Do you well, think it leads to it. It leads to it because the moment you have transgenderfied humans and you've created a, this kind of bipolarity, this this conflicting uh, polarization, then then you are absolutely rife to be walked into and synthetically inter interceded. And that's what the geoengineering, the glyphosates, the fluoridization of municipal water and the introduction of uh, of uh, the spike protein, what's happening now through intervention, through um, uh, um, injections and that so-called vaccinations. That's all about <clears throat> literally <clears throat> triggering and catalyzing self-replicating nanodiodes throughout the human body, growing an artificial arterial system. So if you look under microscopy, what's happening with the congealed blood and the little black and red octopuses that they're pulling out of people's arteries all around the world, this this bizarre blood clotting, that's just symptomatic of what's happening at the nano level, which is a new arterial systems are forming and having information beamed in through 5G and Skynet to actually articulate those arterial systems. So we're being genetically, in that sense, manipulated from the inside out and from the outside in. How do we win over AI? Uh, pure truth, right action in the living now, which is the same message, I believe, that the, the good Buddha and the good Master Jesus and the good Prophet Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him, all extolled. It's about being in honor and in grace in the living moment, i.e. the living gospel and practice the living gospel, the thing, not the word. Throw away the word, throw away the, the, the doctrine, throw away the dogma. It is it toxic. It is idolatrous. It's the thing that's standing between us and our Christ of nature. Scott's been banging that drum a lot lately, and I'm very pleased about it. So, Scott, let us know in closing here, guys, what you're up to, Scott, what is on the fore for you. And um, obviously, we'll have links also so people can can tune in. I'm sure everybody already knows the Patriot Street Fighter. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, and most importantly, guys, like I said, when we started off here, everyone feels so beat up right now 
You know, it's like, it's like a boxing match, right? And they're down and they get back up again and they're like, you know, so whatever words you have to share of encouragement, I know that we all have to continue working together, unite. I think, I think it's all about love and forgiveness. Guys, I've got to ask you this real quick. Okay. So I get. It's all about love and forgiveness. However, we still have to wear a plate of armor, right? Because we're fighting this battle. Scott, what do you think the balance is? Well, I, personally, I think the balance is intuition. I think, you know, we live by by the the the, the concept of our mind driving us versus our our uh, God or Christ connection to to the highest source that there is. Um, I, for, for example, I've you know, spent all of my life for 30 years in the, in the left brain side analysis, research, intelligence, and didn't really go public with any of it outside of being involved in the political world until a couple of years ago doing a radio show and then, you know, an accidental podcast. But, um, as of late in the last year, quite honestly, since Sasha and I've been on tour, I shifted my focus from just daily delivery of information and analyzing it into a new operation, getting people into the fight. Get all the information in the world means nothing unless people act on it. So it's been getting the fight. And as of late, it's now just and I'm not thinking this through. I'm not smart enough to think through what will work or what won't. I'm just going with that 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 natural instinct and that is to start focusing on the ascension side because if people really want to win this war it's the ascension side it's focusing on the things sasha's talking about the recognition the realization that these wars are happening just acknowledging it in in terms of human consciousness as it permeates the planet it automatically rate raises a whole collective consciousness and it can drag some people that are in the upper cusp along with it to help them make the boost some just aren't going to make it um, but from from that standpoint, uh, the reality is uh, for, for me personally is that I don't have any other direction to go in. It's the direction that I'm being pulled in, you know, by some probably mystical force that I'm just honoring it. Um, uh, there's a point as the, the 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 parting question. Well, here's an example. Everything I do at Patriot Street Fighter is warfare, and I know it's a dialect that is not always going to serve my movement because we got to move from warfare eventually, but information warfare is what we started with. We we're now in the, obviously phase two has been economic warfare. We've been smashing uh, that, that paradigm in the last year, what we've done with that, with operation Tomahawk and the new era is wellness warfare. We're attacking every piece of their architecture on all fronts, information, economics, and now wellness. And we're building, you know, the Taj Mahal of bioscalar, uh, you know, healing here in Dallas with Dr. Sandra Rose Michael's EE system. Um, so, and we're having remarkable results with people coming in for free at this point, because we're not open, autism, strokes, whatever. And and that's that's what's immediately available to me to open a battlefront, to show people there are, Tesla scalar paradigms that now we can pull into our thinking and Sasha can tell you he can speak at a much higher level because he's involved with some of the highest level the highest level scientists in the world when you talk about the true med bed technologies so and those are things that are going to be presented to the world in a fashion it's probably going to be what people want or expect and so for me my entry level into this attack line is what i'm doing and as i said to sasha when these technologies now emerge to be available guess where we're going with that it's another phase of this wellness warfare platform to keep ushering technologies in as they become available 
and push into the public space so they can experience, not hear, learn, listen to another way, the way, the only way that we can get to the species where we self-heal as we always have. Um, so that's what we're doing at Patriot Street Fighter. And, uh, you know, it's it's obviously um, a large task. But and again, there's always forces that likely want to come at us. But somebody's we got to start somewhere. I mean, we've got to start somewhere. People have to have the courage to step out. And when you step out, the universe moves with you. The universe protects you. And those people that want to do ill of you, it's an uphill battle for them. Because when you do it with confidence and courage, they can see we know how human psychology is working. This guy, is, he's not just, quote unquote, some badass that says, go fork yourself. Nobody's that stupid to put themselves in that line of fire with the weapons they have against us. There's something else that's driving this person. And it's some type of higher connection that brings that temporal bubble that we step in and stand in as a protective measure to keep us moving forward. Um, so anyways, I, I hope Sasha speaks to that as well, because some of the most exciting stuff that's happening right now, he's involved in. Thanks, Thank Scott. You. I mean, it is a mythic compulsion. I, li I like that what you were saying, and it's true. It's like a mythic compulsion that drives us now. Um, and we're kind of all paralleling one another in, in, in the order of priority that we're determining. I, I also have arrived at the point that we've done so much um, frontline kind of trench work over the years and that that's a fine thing and a good thing and, and to some great extent continues but the essential the essential piece is about reclamation of human dna mrna of our of our own health sovereignty um if if the gravest existential threat um facing our species is afoot and underway in our generation as it is courtesy of um the babylonian um icon Anthony Fauci being a proxy of that generational satanic um, element which Bill seeks etc which seeks to overthrow uh, humanity then retrieving ourselves from the grip of that thrall becomes the only thing that matters and it is now about deploying um, breakthrough microbial formulas and scalar technologies that can um, bring retrieve coherence bring back coherence at the biological level plasma protection so with dr sandra's um and technology the ee system for instance creating um fractal coherence and re um, igniting the kind of plasma field of the human being is integral um taking formulas on the inside uh, that can reset coherence at the level of the microbiome in the gut that's the restoration of the human immune system because everything's now to do with your capacity to sustain the onslaught of what's coming because the weaponized when skynet goes live in the next uh, 12 18 24 months full um, and the, these Sabbateans can dial information in through the ethers into the genome of the human being. Every one of us has been fully weaponized. We know that now. Um, so that's a serious matter. As I mentioned to you earlier, in about eight weeks' time, we've got the spike protein neutralizer patent pending um, from Dr. Maria Anka Nicolescu, the protege of the Nobel Prize winning Dr. Luc Montagnier, finally ready to unleash the antidote uh, to this horror of bioweapon uh, it's a bioweapon which is bringing about aids autoimmune deficiency syndrome in every single human being on the planet so now we've got the uh the way to negate the spike protein replication and we're going to get that to market in about eight weeks time so i'm very excited about that
Sasha Stone, Scott McKay, we love you guys. Thank you so much for staying in the fight here. We're all working together and look forward to having you back again on A Right to Know. I'll make sure to keep links if you want to mention anything really quick, Scott, and then Sasha links, and I'll have them below in the show description. Oh, yeah, PatriotStreetFighter.com, of course. And keep an eye out, uh, Terra Quantum Recharge, T-E-R-R-A, Terra. That's the cosmic name for Earth, Terra Quantum uh, Recharge.com. That site's up and down right now because we're having adjustments made to it. But keep an eye on that. And uh, keep an eye on some possibility, as Sasha Stone and I may be hitting a tour this fall, possibly. He said, don't float that out to the world yet. But, oh, shit, I, I forgot that. Maybe we backed ourselves into a corner. <laughs> You're going to have to now, Sasha. No, I'm good. Thank you. I'm not I'm not particularly promoting anything at this time. Anyone can can access what I'm doing with the land banking in, in Mexico, which incidentally is a huge piece um, right now. I'm in the next uh, few short weeks about to make announcements about um, uh, the, the, the world's first fully insured and fully accredited crypto bank, uh, which are our partners within the, the New Earth Sanctuary in Mexico. Um, so now we've got to a point where the central banking digital currency um, flip is not going to affect people who choose to move very quickly into uh, this very secure method, which is also gold and silver backed. But the point being, it's an entire global uh, parallel economic system that we're about to unleash. Uh, Scott, I need to have a long conversation with you about this imminent but it's very very exciting stuff indeed and i'm only allowed to speak about it now okay excellent and we'll have you on sometime to talk about just that and also the lazarus initiative lazarus initiative for uh sasha they have a once a month seven to eight hour i believe webinar with just stupendous guests and i know you have one coming up at the end of april here as you do once a month i'll have a link below if people want to check that out so Thank you, guys. We Thank love you, Sharon. Lots. Thanks, Scott. Bye. Great Bye. to see you. Thank you for joining us today on A Right to Know. And make sure to keep it tuned because you have a right to know. Guys, today we're going to have one of my most favorite people whenever it comes to talking about what's been going on in the world when it comes to innovative thought processes as to the implications behind COVID. Uh, when it comes to just generally talking about health and medicine, this is one of my most favorite people to talk to, and that is Dr. Lee Merritt, because it's like I've said before publicly, when I talk to Dr. Merritt, it's almost like Christmas because I never know what I'm going to get, but I know it's going to be something really, really enjoyable. And so I really enjoy it. So Lee, thank you for joining us today. And for those oh, of you that don't you. know Dr. Merritt, Dr. Merritt uh, is an orthopedic surgeon. I was uh, similar to me. She served in the military, even though it wasn't in the U.S. Army, but we'll forgive her for that. <laughs> Air Force, so we, we, we won't. No, 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 no. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't tell the, the difference between Air Force and Navy. I mean, what's the difference, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I was in the real military. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Air Force guys. That's right. <laughs> the best alternative to a military career. <laughs> the, 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 that's a funny one. The best that's, that's what my Marine husband used to say about the Air Force, but, you know, he was a pilot, the pilot of the Marine Corps. I would say things like, wait a second, I didn't know they were part of the Postal Service now. Is that part of the military again? I didn't realize the Postal Service and Air Force are not part of the military. I had no idea. 
But anyway, for um, those that are going to be at the Advanced Medicine Conference, you're obviously no stranger, Lee, because you've spoken there before. You were there actually last year. And you're only one of four speakers that was invited back this year because, um, you know, it's such a fascinating topic that you always go to. The, the path that you go down is so fascinating. And it's really different. I remember the first time that you and I talked, I had reached out to you. And um, I, I remember it was uh, about the dumbing down of our military, the, the weakening of our military. And we, yeah. we had that conversation. And then you told me that you'd heard me talk about selenium. And then you went and did your research and everybody was talking about zinc. And um, and they were talking about uh, various aspects, zinc and uh, what was it? Zinc and um, vitamin D, I guess, for COVID. But I talked about how selenium is a birth control pill for viruses. And- yeah, I remember those lines. It was birth control pill for, for viruses. Exactly. And then you went and did your homework and you said that you couldn't believe how much information was out there. And so we, I think we were always friends. We just didn't, in this lifetime, we hadn't come together as friends yet. The, the, the need wasn't there for the world. So I really appreciate you uh, a lot more than you realize. And you've been a wealth of information. You've also, you're so open to finding new things and, and not allowing a um, a barrier to stop that thought process. You continue and you go, it doesn't make any difference where, which way it is. I remember we did that climate change one video. And that's one of the, people love that video, by the way. They said, and you guys were- Oh, good. good yeah. so there was a lot of uh, good stuff there. So this year at the Advanced Medicine Conference, you're going to be giving two lectures. And yeah, um, yeah. would you, you share- yeah, I'm going to keep you busy. I'm going to make you make sure that you earn your keep this time. So um, we, we're going to have you represent the Air Force in one lecture and the, and the Navy in the other. So uh, would you share the two titles of your lecture um, with sure. the audience? Uh, well, the one that's the one that I think is going to really be interesting. I well, I think they're both interesting, but they're two different, completely subjects. But one of the things I've realized in all this is, you know, we're in a war, and just like in any other war. The, the the combatants have a secret language to, to to send their their messages back and forth. We had the Navajo code talkers in World War II, and in this war, we're dealing with people that use symbols. And I'm going to go through the symbolism in and how you because I'm going to tell you honestly by by understanding the symbolism. And I think it was Manly P. Hall who who said the the, the when humankind when humans recommend or when men men recognize symbols, then when they can read the symbols, they'll understand what's really going on. And I think that's true. I think that when you understand what they're saying in symbols you know kind of how they're thinking. And when you know how to think, how they're thinking, you can kind of think, what's the next play? What What's this really mean? What are they really doing? It's that's like true. I was very skeptical when they stopped doing the mandates. Well, that's one. Anyway, um, the, the other one is I also am very skeptical about the whole story of mRNA. And I'm going to make a case that it's not mRNA in the vaccine, and that might shock people. But after all this talk, because – you know, it doesn't matter how many times people talk about something or do something. Doing something that's wrong repeatedly just makes you a serial offender. It doesn't make you right. And unfortunately, science and fortunately, actually, science isn't a vote. It isn't about how many people are p- publishing papers on a topic. They could all be wrong. And we've seen that in the past. So I'm going to talk about what I think it really is going on and, and why they're distracting us with all this kind of genetic manipulation stuff and how they're how they're potentially doing something else. And I, I think I've got quite a bit of evidence for it. So, well, you know, this is uh, right along with the theme of the advanced medicine conferences here is basically the things that have been forgotten or where they're not really forgotten. They were hidden from us intentionally 
in order to manipulate us in a certain direction, right? And so that that's going to that's the theme of the conference, and that's actually what my lecture is going to be about. And there's many other aspects. It's, and I'm not just talking about medicine. I'm going to let uh, yourself and I think Robert Scott Bell and a couple of people are going to be talking about those perspectives from different angles. Um, I'm talking about overall, like there's things from technology aspects, like things that, uh, that there's there's structures that are out there today that even with today's technology, we could not recreate them, but they've been Absolutely. in for 100, 200 years, you know? Um, so they, they, I'm gonna, most of my lectures are going to be showing videos that are going to be showing how they are the technology to take one plant, one tomato plant, and grow 15,000 tomatoes the size of grapefruits. It's out there. The technology has been here, but it's been hidden from us. God is a God of abundance, and we have been I believe, orchestrated and, and manipulated. And the propagation of information has been such to make sure that people think that they are living in a world that lacks abundance, whereas, in fact, we are in, in the most right. abundant of places. And I think that's what the creator wants for us. So I'm excited about this conference, Lee, because um, I was even told when I, mean, I was just talking to RSB before, just before coming on here, um, there was some talk about what happened with me with my health. And Robert asked me a couple of questions, how I was doing. He said, you sound back to your normal self. And I said, of course I am. Um, and we, he started talking about this journey that I had, which I kind of shared with you a little bit back in December, where I had this message from the creator about exercising free will. And what's interesting is that right now, if I go back and I look of all the different conferences, all the five that we've done so far, every year we've done it. This year, because of my uh, challenge that I had, those that were around me, my immediate uh circle of influence that help, you know, my team, my, my, my significant other, my sons, they were all telling me that we shouldn't do the advanced medicine conferences here. Of course, they were concerned about my health and, you know, financial, this, that, sure. the but I remember it was such a burning thing. It has to happen. The advanced medicine conference has to happen. And it has to happen because again, we're exercising free will. People need this information and it has made a difference in so many people's lives already. And I really appreciate you being at the, the Advanced Medicine Conference last year. And I think you spoke at the second uh, conference, too. And uh, yeah. just, just the, you know, because it's not easy to come out and travel and, and take the time from your practice and from your family. But you've done it just like all the other speakers have. And uh, it makes a very big difference. In fact, Judy Mikovits, when I was uh, talking with her, when we did her interview, Judy was so adamant. She said, Rashid, you should not allow anybody to virtually attend you should only have people that are in person that are coming and if they're not willing to attend the conference as a as a in-person attendee then don't let them come in she was like just zealous about it so i, I want to I, I thought it was really funny so lee just share with us um as a precursor to your lectures let's kind of give them a, a foundational layout without giving away the the keys obviously but uh, kind of tell the audience the rest of the audience that may not have attended before the advanced medicine conferences, just a little bit about um, what, what you're going to talk about and why it's important. Well, yeah. And I, and it may be linked to yours. If you're, if you're, if your talk is going to explain why I have a 25 foot pole standing up in my garden with copper wire antenna on it, because that's how I'm getting. And my garden is growing like crazy because crazy. Essentially, I, I will just say, I think, and I, I talk about the ticker tape theory and the antenna theory of DNA. And I, you know, I'm taking, I'm just doing the, you know, I'm not a, I'm not, a, I don't la have a lab. I can't look at what's in the vaccine vials or anything like that. I can't do primary research, but I can take a step back, read all this basic science and think about it. And what I, what I have come up to thinking is that the, 
the way that the and we call them the dark occult the cult just means hidden like you're talking about and dark occult is when i hide something that, that is going to hurt you by being by hiding it that's what's going on here and they kind of trivial if you listen to people like yuval harari they trivialize how we're put together they trivialize you know god's creation by saying the ticker tape idea of dna the ticker the dna is just a Tick, 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 CGDA, da, 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 da. And if I put in this nucleoside, if I do all this stuff, oh, I'll, I'll can rearrange your DNA. Uh, not so quick there, you. Well, I don't think it works like that. See, I thought, and, and when I, I will just, the, the, the little teaser is that I, I listened to, um, or looked at the website of the guy that was kind of the father. He was the father. He's the father of CRISPR, Feng Zhang at the MIT lab. And he actually says, you know, we can't do precise genetic insertion like that. We can do gene knockdown, but we can't really do precise insertion. So what I'm going to do is paint the picture, and I'm going to explain how electromagnetics is a key component of the attack on humanity. And it and it's one of the ways you know uh, why things are important is that the publishing houses either won't translate it or you can't get it published. And I happen to speak Russian. It just that's that's not speak. I don't speak it fluently, but I can read it. And so I can I found a whole bunch of stuff coming out of Russia that went interesting to a little known lab called Marburg. And it's all about electromagnetic transmission of disease and how you this how this all plays together with your genetics. That's right. what I'm going to be talking about. That's I yeah. mean, so that's just that's just so fascinating because we know the use of light. Uh, has been used by various militaries to for crowd control for all sorts of different things. Five G technologies they've right. been used, so they, it makes more sense. You know, the sleight of hands in your face. We're doing this with messenger RNA changes. You know, whatever. Right so, over here, back here. But, right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and and here's a little trivia that you. This is a little pop trivia you might not have known, and I just stumbled across. Are you aware? So. In World War II, and of course, technology played a big role in World War II. We had the, the Manhattan Project, and the Germans were working on, you know, levitation, and everybody was working on weird stuff. The Butterworth was a big scientific publishing house. And we, you and I have known for years that medical publishing was corrupt. Mm -hmm. But we kind of thought physics wasn't, and chemistry, you know, we didn't think it applied to them. We thought it was just our specialty, at least I did. And And it turns out that Buttersworth was a big uh, publishing house up till the end of World War II, and they were owned by MI6, the British intelligence. Why would British intelligence own a publishing house? And then at the end of the war, having seen what had gone on, the grandson of Charles Darwin, Charles Darwin III or whatever, and um, who and Alexander Fleming, who discovered penicillin, they went to the British government and they said, hey, you know, we should we should do better with with scientific publishing we really need to as it's a national security issue and it's a and it's a technology of the future issue we need to we need to be on the top of this and we need to have a better way to publish scientific papers so the british government said we like that idea and they went out and they bought or gotten got or co-opted somehow springer verlag now from the germans and they're in rubble. So Springer Verlag joins with Buttersworth and makes a new pub publishing house. And guess who? This is the pop quiz. Guess who they hired to, and the name is one you'll know, 
guess who they hired to run the publishing house, to be the head guy? Now, they had a scientific advisor that had been a spy for the British during World War II. He was a metallurgist, so he was their science guy. But the guy that was the publishing chief of this huge new scientific publishing house, Robert Maxwell, as in Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, you can't make this up. And he was a, he was a double agent for the British and the Mossad, till he was probably bumped off and was found floating in the ocean. But yeah, that's that's you got to ask yourself, what is going on here? You know, and <laughs> where's science I, been? Yeah, this I didn't isn't new. I didn't know that, but you know, like it's not surprising when you start looking at the politicians and and their lineage and how you know you think that somebody uh, wanted to make the the United States better, so they ran for president, but. Then you start looking at the historical perspective and you start seeing how how Bush Sr. was prior to becoming the president of the United States was the head of the CIA. And how many previous presidents have had a position with the CIA? This is so weird. Like what what expertise do you need to become the head of the CIA? And then what relevance does that have to be the president of the United States? Or, you know, all these these weird um, circuitous routes that that are, are taken. Uh, in fact, and then you look at the Bush family, how uh, after World War II, they had they were bankers and their license, they were basically doing business with the Germans and they, their banking uh, empire was basically um, penalized by the U.S. government. And so for like 10 years, they lost their banking charter till from the, like 1951 to like 1959 or something like that. And then they were able to start back again. So now you start seeing the, these the Bush family. They were involved with funding of the World War II and then, you know, head of the CIA. So, yeah, uh, now that you say that, it's not surprising. That's just a little thing that I knew, but I didn't know this about Maxwell. So um, <laughs> truth is stranger than fiction, is it not? It really is strange. And it's and and what we're dealing with, uh, I, I don't know if you know who Cliff High is, but I interviewed Cliff High a couple of times. I really love Cliff High. Um, and he's he's out there, but he's a very you know he made his money doing WebBot. He could does what they call I think he came up with the term predictive linguistics. He can search the internet and look at word uh, uh, how often things are talked about, and then make predictions about what's going on. And um, you know, I mean, we've had we've had lots of talks about this whole issue about in COVID, the K26R bloodline and the, the, the bloodlines that are not affected by it versus the ones that are and who they are. And are we, and at one point I said to him, I said, you know, in this weird war of bloodlines, are we dealing with basically there's bloodlines on one side and then there are bloodlines on the other side that we don't know much about the take back guys, the so-called white hats. Is this another bloodline like the Druze? Is that what's going on here? Or the Romanoffs? Is that what's going on here? So there's a lot, that we still don't know, but there's, it's starting to come out. So and even about the bushes, it's starting to, some other things are coming out. Yeah. You're not going to be talking about the bloodlines during the conference, are you? No, huh? Well, I'm leaving that to you. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I, I would like for you to delve into that a little bit if you've got time, because that's another fascinating topic. And I don't think a lot of people, in fact, I know a lot of, nobody else has talked about it. And I remember the conversation that you and I had, it was actually on the phone so it wasn't being recorded. We didn't put that out. But I was I remember sitting there and I had no idea. We talked for like an hour and a half or something like that. But I, I thought it was like a 15 minute conversation. And I was thinking, holy cow, because my mind was just boggled by that information. So would you share some of that with the, the, some of the listeners? Well, yeah. Um, you know, when we then just, just to back up, when you say this about this, what's going on? And we talk about all these things. People talk. I keep, keep hearing about the spike protein and all this kind of stuff. Keep in mind that in June of 2021, 
um, 18 months after this thing broke out, a group of pathologists finally did the right thing, and they did a, a review of all the pathology of COVID deaths. That's something that, remember how they told us at first, pathologists could not uh, do autopsies. Oh, don't spread it. No, don't do autopsies. That's exactly the wrong thing. I mean, what classically is done is you send in the pathologist to figure out why people are dying. Fortunately, this group decided at the at, by June of 2021, they published a paper, over 360 cases, I think it was 368 cases of doctor-diagnosed COVID death. These are institutional patients that died of COVID and had autopsies. And at the end of the time, this is after we've had vaccine mandates, after we've been in lockdown, after we've been wearing masks, you know, all the horrible things that happened to us. They said, in spite of the global interest and all the money funded at this, the in the majority of these cases, the diagnosis of the reason for death is unclear. So by June, by a year and a half after COVID started, after all this, we still don't know what's killing people. So, but one of the things I think we could say about it, it has to do with the ACE2 pathway. The ACE2 pathway, like, you know, people to understand pathways, think of the insulin pathway. You know, people that, that are diabetic, it's because either they don't have enough insulin to bind with the insulin pathway, or they've got something plugging the insulin pathway that can't get to it. But the, the insulin acts like, in chemistry, they call it a ligand. So it's a macromolecule that binds as a ligand into this pathway and causes you not to get diabetes if it's done right. So pathway, that's how you, when you're talking about pathway, you mean receptor, right? You're talking about the insulin receptor. Right. And so the receptor pathway for insulin is more obvious to people. Right. But we COVID is having to do with the ACE2 pathway. And they went around the world and they scavenged DNA for literally 20-some years before this was affected on us they 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 harvested uh, harvard got caught harvesting chinese dna they went to england they went to the and in 2017 putin said hey you americans are over here scavenging russian dna what's this all about and we tried to deny it he said no 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 it's being done very professionally and it was it was a it was done through the air force that has more genetic they brag about having the most genetic sequencers who who thought of military having genetic sequencers but now this is the war we're in and and it turns out it was a neurosurgeon that was literally taking dna and rna out of the cerebral out of uh, the csf uh, by getting spinal aspirates and spinal biopsies so this was done very professionally of slavic people so what's it all about well it turns out when they did all this scavenging and people got caught up and did this one two three and me and all that kind of stuff they discovered that there are groups of people that because of their bloodline they're they're genetically you know different and they don't have good electromagnetic stickiness of this ACE2 pathway. They don't get AIDS like other people. They don't get this. They don't get a lot of things. So so it has to do your ACE2 pathway binds sodium and and or binds it it it, it doesn't bind sodium. It binds a, a, a it's a receptor that deals with sodium reuptake. So when people got COVID, they got really sick. One of the things that we noticed was that they just lost their fluid. I mean, the people that were really the ones in trouble, they, they their blood pressure dropped because they couldn't reuptake sodium. And the treatments that we were doing, and, and at least initially, was wrong because they were giving balanced fluids, and that isn't the way. They needed salt. And mm -hmm. a friend of mine who's an ER doctor really figured out, just give them salt, even chew on salt, and it makes them better immediately. So it has to do with the ACE2 pathway. It turns out that there are certain groups of people, and this group of people, one of the one of the one of the groups that we know of, came out of the Ukraine, and this is the Kazarian Empire, 
And after 1150, when it was these the the kind of evil Kazarian king and some of his his court were driven out of there. Now, some of my friends are are bloodline Kazarians, so I'm not. This is not a talk about any religion, any race, anything like that. It's just the fact that we talk about the Italian mob, and there's a Kazarian mob, and we just have to understand this. But it turns out these people went all over the world, and they tended to marry very closely in the people that are at the top of it. Anyway, are marrying within their own very close within their own bloodline. And you can, so who are these people? It turns out like the Amish have K26R bloodline. That's just because they happen to be isolated from the rest of the world and they intermarry. Mm. Um, the, and, and, and a big group is the Ashkenazi. Same thing. Not all intermarry, but some do. The, the people that are very, very strict and they, and that has it. I happen to have this bloodline because the royal houses do that, right? The royal houses of Europe who were infiltrated by the Khazarians, they have this bloodline and they marry. Remember how we always thought it was kind of crazy that Princess Diana had to be tested like all these different ways to marry Prince Charles. Who cared? She's not the reason you inherit the money. Why do they care so much about the women? Well, now I have a copy of Burke's Peerage for this reason, because before genetic, that's how they kept the genetic lines pure. They figured out who was who was who in the world and they tried to keep it they're, they're saving some genetic material. Well, anyway, I just happen to be the daughter of the daughter of the daughter of the Duke of Westphalia, Duke and Duchess of Westphalia. So Prussian lineage and all through the female bloodline because it comes down through the X chromosome. Mm. Now, in speaking with Cliff High, I learned this recently. He, he is a Cathar. His grandmother was a Cathar. And the Cathars are also this bloodline. The French Cathars that were murdered, that was the whole thing with Demolay. And I mean, this really all interrelates to a lot of things. I mean, the Friday the 13th, this, I, you can't make this up. It's about, the, you know, the, uh, the Knights of Malta. I mean, it's all kind of interrelated. So they, they uh, and, and it's interesting that the Cathars had a philosophy that that if you're if you're a religion or you're anything you're they don't took a building then the building means there's an organization and it means you're going to lose your freedom so in their religion although they were christians they were christians of a different color which is why they were hated by the catholic church but they were they didn't have any churches it was all their religion was private because they thought if you by the time you make a building it's going to take away your freedom i thought that was kind of interesting but what what cliff told me is that because he had the same experience when he got shed on by somebody that had been vaccinated. Uh, all he got was a bloody nose and that's what, or COVID. That's what I got. All I got was a bloody nose. Now I took my, my husband, who's quite a bit native American blood. I took it home to him. He got sick as a dog, but mm -hmm. we were able to treat him with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and the standard treatments at first. This was early on. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's uh, important. And it turns out that, the people running this, they know there are different bloodlines that have different susceptibility. And ultimately, uh, this goes along with this idea that Karen Kingston came up with that um, she looked at these old patents and these old and these patents show that they've they've developed this this hydrogel. And this is I'm going to talk a little bit about this, that this it's a hydrogel that's called smart hydrogel. And it fits in, in certain confirmations. It's made to fit into the ACE2 pathway. So it it's kind of like, and you're you know you're you're a trauma surgeon. You did all that stuff. Think about when somebody comes into the. This is our problem thinking about COVID. Is what I'm going to say. What it was and what what what's been happening. When people somebody let's say somebody comes into the emergency room and they they're they've got a penetrating wound to the 
chest to the heart and they're in dire straits, you know, and you've got to rush them into the operating room and take care of them and fix this hole in their heart. But you don't, just because they have a hole in their heart, you know the problem, but you don't know what caused it. You don't know that it was a knife or a nine millimeter or a, you know, a, a something else. It could have been a, 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 a wooden stake they fell on. You don't know what did it, but you know the symptoms and you know what to do for it. Well, that's kind of COVID. We're trying to work back from the disease to figure out what did it. And to say that it's a virus is way off base or to say that it's anything. We All we know, really, in my opinion, is that whatever this is, it binds to the ACE2 receptor. because, And that also goes along with a lot of old research. Why were they so interested in coronavirus for so long? What they called coronavirus, and they were doing dealing with bats. There's something about bat genetics. I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just genetics that's coming out of bats. And there's something about they're scavenging for an animal that has an ACE2 pathway similar to ours that has something that will bind with it. Right. I think that's what that was about. So it's the angiotensin converting enzyme to it's it's the, the, the pathway that in this, these particular bloodlines that prevents the sodium up uh, sodium reuptake. Uh, as if a, that's one of its activities yeah and that's what causes this maybe uh, not totally but yeah it, it has part of it and is it only the, the these bloodlines you you mentioned the Ashkenazi uh, Jews and then you mentioned the Amish which obviously there's no relationship but there's certain strains uh, of genetics that seem to have this exhibition that's Right. And they and, and, and actually the, the relationship between the Ashkenazi and the and the Amish are they came from the same area Oh, okay. So, area, that period around Ukraine. Yeah, that uh-huh. area around Ukraine and Eastern Europe. So uh, that is what's going on. I mean, and, and like I say, there's also the Druze. And the Druze, now now Cliff High talks in dongles. He says, they these the people that really are running this show think that they have a special dongle. That's, that they have a special, and that's instead of saying a special little piece on their chromosomes or their DNA that confer to them this protection and other things so i'm saying this is probably one small part of what they think it is the special genome but whatever it is the mongols the the genghis khan guys i think they may have had it they think that there's a group of people in central america that have it Hmm. so these are all disparate people with different you know religious beliefs it has nothing to do with anything that we think of in modern society it really is bloodlines and where they came from and how we got here we don't know it's like the weird i don't know if you've ever looked into it but it's like the weird thing of um rh negative blood hmm. you know you have these pockets like the in the uh what's that little country but they're the basques the basques they're like they and some of the native american tribes are like the world's repository of rh negative blood and why i mean there's some and it's it's uh there's there's when they really tell us the truth about this i don't know i mean i i don't know if they're aliens i don't know if there are there are people that came here from other planets or it's just a weird descendancy from within the earth i'm not going there but it's something not being I, taught us i was Somebody wondering whether I was wondering whether you were going to go there or not, or whether you're going to make me go there because I because now you opened it up, you opened up the can of worms, so I got to yeah. now. So they say that when you look at the human uh, genetic code, there's about fifteen percent, one five percent of the human genome that cannot be explained uh, in from, from being in this world. It's from somewhere else. It's from out of this world. They can't 
track it back. And now I think it's also very interesting that if you just look at it from a spiritual standpoint, that mankind thinks that we're the only intelligent form of life, which I find very amusing, you know, that we consider yeah. ourselves intelligent uh, life forms. I think that humans are probably the, the, the least intelligent form of life uh, around there. Like but military intelligence. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, <laughs> it's an oxymoron, right? So the thing is that when you start looking at it from a perspective of how many, uh, every time you look at the night sky and you see how many, um, you know, stars are out there and each star represents a solar system and each solar system represents you know, at, at at least a dozen, but probably 30, 40, 50 different planets. And then you've got, you know, when you'd like to look at the Milky Way, for example, on a clear night from certain parts of the world, and then you can realize that that's a complete different, you know, different galaxy. And then how many, how many galaxies can we even see? We can't see the the vast majority of them. And then thinking about this from a perspective of uh, something is 57 light years away well so most people don't understand that when you think about 57 light years they think of that as as time but in actuality light years is a definition of distance and it's the distance that's being defined by the how fast light travels light travels 186,000 miles per second so if you turn on a flashlight and assuming that beam or laser and and it travels the speed of light that means the distance that you're talking about 57 years is when you turn on a light and it's traveling at 186,000 miles per second for 56 years till that light hits. So meaning that if that star you're watching and boom, you see a, a star combust and blow up, that happened 57 years ago. Or in some of these cases, 57 million light years away or whatever the case is. So the point being that there are so many potential um Orbs that are out there that have the ideal surviving character, uh, survivability characteristics like the planet or Earth, or maybe the beings on those particular planets are breathing nitrogen or, or something else. Who, who knows? But to think right. that we're the only species or the, the only intelligent life form out there, and then and there's nothing else that exists. In your opinion, um, I think I've pretty much voiced my opinion on this, but in your opinion, this uh, possibility is. How probable would you say this possibility is that there's life outside of our planet that we don't know of? You know, I have, I, I'm on your side. I think this is, I think it's highly unlikely that we are alone. And I think it's highly unlikely that no one has ever come to this planet. And I base that not only on this whole issue of that we have one of the things, for example, I remember when they did the human genome uh, project and they had just completed it. And one of the guys that was on one of the projects, and I can't remember if he was civilian or on the, on the government project, but he said, you know, they looked at pure racial, uh, three pure racial specimens. And they looked at like pure Asians, pure blacks and pure Caucasians. And he said, Based on the story that we're given about humans coming out of Olduvai Gorge, 200 and blah, 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 it doesn't work. You can't, we know about the hypervariable regions and the variable regions in our genome, and they don't, they couldn't have made so much difference in a short period of time. And I think the, uh, there's so much genetic uh, stuff out there that makes me doubt that we are been alone. Secondly, I, I got to say, honestly, this whole issue that, Zachariah Sitchin brought up with the whole uh, the the tablets, the ancient Sumerian tablets. The fact that you have the Sumerians had better astronomy; they knew calculus. 
Okay. There's tech, there's clearly been technology and I know, I bet you're going to talk about it, but you know, there's clearly been technology on this planet to build these megaliths and to do things that we can't do today or that we just discovered how to do that doesn't make sense. Not to mention the fact we have all sorts of medieval art showing uh, a spaceships, mm-hmm. showing your classic um, round spacecraft, you know, uh, sitting over the mother Mary, uh, what's, what's there's, there's, I've got a whole, I, I, I they're like old parts, you know, out of place artifacts. Mm-hmm. They're all over. You go to the Mayan culture and you see pictures of astronauts carved into stone. It's hard for me to just say, this is all nonsense. And it doesn't, you know, just keep pushing it away saying, no, my religion won't let me look at that. I don't think this to me, it's not incompatible with still having a creator and having a, 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 the creator send us somebody to try and get us out of our own mess. I don't think it's incompatible with all that. One thousand so, percent. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, 1, I, I think that. I think that people have minimized the the simplicity of the creator, and then you know, man, in order to control other men, have created this religion aspect. But there's been certain people that I have come in contact with now recently. Um, people that you know had a very uh, interesting past, but then they're able to accomplish levels of healing in other people and teach that healing in other people that are so extraordinary. And and then in private conversations with these individuals, which which I'll talk to you about when we're not on a on an open mic, but uh, how he, he explained to me what happened with him and how he journeyed out of this world and. And, you know, I have a pretty good bullshit meter and I, I've heard people tell stories and my bullshit meter usually goes yeah. up. There have been people that I've talked to and there's that bullshit meter is like, I'm looking at it, is this bullshit? Is this bullshit? And it's not. I mean, you can see, you can feel the authenticity yeah. and the truth and you can see the evidence of it based upon what they're showing you and what they're teaching and, and how they're relating with other people. And so I 1000% believe that this whole thought about, oh, well, you know, you can't be believe in God and then and then talk about this aspect. To me, if you believe in God, then you realize there's something greater than us. And that thing that's greater than us is not going to just have a limited power or limited ability. It's going to be universal. It's going to be everywhere. And so to me, uh, the creator is trying to help us to get us out of our own way. That's what I see is happening right now. I believe that this is a very I do too. history. Uh, ex- uh, and it's and it's the, the importance of exercising free will. And that's one thing that you, Lee, do. You exercise free will. You don't take the narrative. You don't just take whatever you heard and just go with it and sit down and drink your cup of coffee and you're happy. You are constantly inquisitive. You remind me of, you remind me of a kid that you got to always keep an eye on because they're always trying to fiddle and open up and see how things work. <laughs> and I love that about you. It's, 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 uh, it's such an exciting um, thing for me when I talk to you, because I know I'm going to go into an area that's going to be totally wide open and it's not going to have any restriction. I believe, and I'm just going to share this with your listeners, because we're going to share this with everybody. But I believe that right now, this time in history is different than all the other previous historical perspectives in time. I think I evolutionarily, we are, the, the planet is changing. I believe that the planet doesn't care whether we evolve fast enough to change with it or not. But, you know, uh, there was a lady by the name of, she's passed now. She was a clairvoyant lady. I can't remember her name now. Uh, D- Dolores, Dolores something. Um, anyway, she, she made the equation that the planet is is like, the planet Earth is like, uh, humans are like fleas on a dog for the planet Earth. So we are like the fleas of the planet. And the planet changes. The planet doesn't care whether the fleas come with it or not. Just like a dog doesn't care if the fleas come. In fact, the dog hopes that the fleas don't come. So we're going through this evolutionary process. And this evolutionary process is critical to the next level 
that mankind is supposed to uh, achieve. It's up to us now whether we create heaven here on earth or not. I believe that those that believe that we can create heaven or believe that, you know, heaven is a possibility we're going to create. It. And those that believe hell is a possibility or hell is a probability, they're going to create it. Um, I don't know whether, Lee, you saw the video that just I just put out a couple of days ago with um, three years before MSM, before mainstream media. But we had the CNN interviewer, Drew, Drew Griffin, I think it was his name, who was interviewing me. And it was uh, supposed to be a 15-minute interview. It ended up being an hour and 45 minutes, and they only aired <laughs> minutes of it, and which is pretty classic. But what happened was during the, we we had some hidden footage that was they wouldn't let us record. And I've learned enough. My first time when I was recording with national media uh, a 2020 interview, uh, they totally edited it and made it look different than what I had actually said. Right. So you so, keep a copy. <laughs> so I keep a copy. They wouldn't let us do a copy, but but they said I could audio record it. Well, a couple of the guys that had served with uh, some of the uh, previous units that I was in, associated with. And um, ex, uh, you know, ex-military guys, they told me that, Rashid, you need to make sure. They were pissed off and Biden named me as one of the most dangerous doctors in, you know, two years ago. And so they were pissed off that somebody from the special operator community is being named like that. And it's like painting a target on your chest. And, and that's just not, you know, that's not that's not American. And so they were pretty much pissed, uh, full of piss and vinegar. And they wanted to do something. They wanted to file lawsuits and this and that. So they knew that the CNN interview was coming on. They're like, let's go as your security team. And this is it's my security team. Because, yeah, let's go as your security team. So I'm like, why? And this is the oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So they, they wore body cams and they went there as personal security. So we never released uh-huh. any footage because, you know, I didn't think the CNN interview was that bad. I thought it was actually pretty good because they let me say some of my parts. But during, um, during the CNN interview, there was a segment that was released. And actually, you know, I don't want to give it away. I'm going to, um, I'm going to let people go watch it themselves, but I'll, I'll tell you what it says so you can actually see it. The segment is, it goes to the hidden footage, and it's the interviewer who says, they, they call me crazy. They say, I should have lost my license. They say all this stuff, right? And then they come to uh, this portion, and they say, uh, it's, all, it's, it's a hidden footage, and, and Drew Griffin says, he goes, I'm vaccinated. So you're saying that I have a time bomb in me that's going to kill me? And I said, I'm not saying that, but I'll be happy to see you in a few years and see how you're doing. And he goes, but you're saying it's possible. And I hesitated and I said, I'm saying it's probable. And then the video fast forwards to 14 months later when he passed away. When all this happened. Right. Oh, well, well, he passed away. He passed That's away. Right. right. He passed away. And so they show that footage and then it goes on to um, uh, the FBI director talking about how this was all um, a release from Wuhan's lab. And oh, wow. The diversion of funds, you know, the, all the stuff that I said three three years and two months ago. So anyway, it's interesting, but uh, what, I'll I'll send you that video. But I appreciate you taking the time, Lee, today to spend with us to sh- let your audience know about the Advanced Medicine Conference and to let um, the Advanced Medicine Conference know about what you're going to be talking about. And I'm going to quickly share something on the screen so that everybody can, um, everybody can know exactly where they should go to to basically let's see this is probably not going to be that's not it so i'm going to share this real quick bear with me one second all right so when you go to get your tickets for the advanced medicine conference if you haven't gotten them yet and i think this should pull up just simply go to advancedmedicineconference.com and when you get there you're going to see this buy tickets and you can click that and buy the tickets, but the tickets are already 
at a, at a certain price. To get the best discount, go over here to past events and click on buy digital access for past conferences. And if you do that, this page is going to come up. That was the default page. And this page is going to talk about the advanced medicine conference and it's got the digital access. And basically, I'm going to click here and it should take me right down to the bottom of the page. When you get down here, you can place your order and then you can also do the bump ups. And this is where you want to get the advanced medicine conference. You'll see that the prices are even lower. And then on checkout, if you actually type in Dr. Merritt, Dr. just D-R and then Merritt, M-E-R-R-I-T-T, you get a special additional discount on the tickets. So make sure that you go to advancedmedicineconference.com and don't go to the tickets. Uh, don't don't just automatically go to the buy tickets, which is, can't get my cursor to work here, but it keeps on cycling back. But again, remember, it's just advancedmedicineconference.com. And then you, you don't click on the buy tickets, which is obviously the obvious place. You want to go to the far left, past conferences and click on that. And my computers were moving like pond water. So don't go here, go to past events. All right. Dr. Merritt, D-R-M-E-R-R-I-T-T, and you'll get an additional 10% discount. Lee, I look forward to seeing no you. No period, I take it. No period, no period. And it's yeah, not no sensitive. Okay. It's not case sensitive either. You, you don't have to put caps. Uh, it can, it, however you do it, it won't make any difference. Nice. And even, even if they go here and they get their tickets here, they'll, it'll be more expensive, but they'll still, the, the coupon code will still work and they'll get, you know, a discount if they're one of your followers. But this is where they're going to get the best uh, bang for their buck. So, um, I'm going to see you in less than two weeks, Lee. I'm very excited awesome. about that. Can't and wait. Is your husband coming with you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, perfect. Yep. So everybody, just remember the VIP dinner. If you want to sit down and talk with the uh, speakers as well, that's also, there's still a few tickets left available for that. And Lee, I'll see you uh, Friday evening or Saturday morning. And I, I guess I'll probably see you Friday evening. You're going to come in the night before, hopefully, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll see you yeah, then. I'm driving down. So, yep, thanks. Thanks Thank for you, having Lee. me on. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everybody. See we'll see you at the Advanced Medicine Conference. They canceled that conference. He never got there. But his voice is still there. And I'm going to follow with some clips and, um, you know, learn a little bit more about him. He's, he's got so many answers. Thanks. Be safe. Talk to you next time. You guys got to let everybody know this message that I'm about to give you because this is something that I just found out. It's beyond belief. This is regarding a House resolution that was initiated on May 1st of this year. 6666. That is not an exaggeration. I have no idea how this works, but this is what the actual House resolution number is. 6666. And I'm going to read you what that House resolution is. Please make sure that you pass this on to every single person that you know. I don't care whether you're in the United States or not. You've got to get this information out. House Rule 66 or House Resolution 6666 is for COVID-19 Testing, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone Act. The acronym is TRACE Act. Again, TRACE Act stands for Testing, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone. It was introduced by Bobby Rush, who is a Democrat from the state of Illinois. And they have introduced this bill into the House, and they're going to roll this out from a testing standpoint 
in Ventura County, California, which happens to be where I'm at right now. Basically, this act is to allow individuals to come into your house, and if you've got a cough or somebody in your family has a cough or they're gonna, or you have a fever or anything that they determine that shows that you have COVID-19, regardless of if you've been tested or not. They will also test people, but remember that testing already has been shown to be there to be a high rate of false positives. False positives meaning you don't have COVID-19, but the test shows it's false positive. It's showing up as positive, so they call it a false positive. We already know from the studies previously done as far back as 1984, but as recently as 2018, that individuals that did not have COVID-19 or coronavirus, even in the cat model, cats that had never been exposed to coronavirus, tested positive if they had had a flu shot, if they had the trivalent or the covalent flu shot. And we don't know about the H1N1 shot. We don't know about the herpes zoster shot, the shingle shot. There's many other vaccines that people have gotten. We have no idea if people are going to be testing positive, have false positives based upon those tests. So the point is that the chance of them testing someone and them being, high, them being positive is pretty doggone high, even if the person doesn't have COVID-19. But they're going to use that to pull you or your loved ones, especially your children, away under pretense of public safety. They're going to say that your child has to be removed from you because you have COVID-19, and so to protect your child, we're going to take the child. Or we're going to take your grandmother or your father or you and put you into quarantine. This is a load of rubbish because if you're in your home isolated, who are you going to expose? All right? And if they're going to try to take you away from your family, the chances of you having infected your family, even if you did really have COVID-19, is about 99.9%. So this is a bunch of BS. They're using this as an attempt to further divide us as individuals. They divided us from our friends, from our social circles. Now they're dividing us from our own family units. This is the most ominous sign so far that we've seen. I want you to all wake up. I want you to pass this information on. I want you to tell every single person that you know what's happening. If you're not in the United States, I don't care. It's coming to your country as well. And if you're in the United States, you need to contact your representatives. Right now, if you go to askdrbutar.com forward slash ask, right underneath my image, you'll see that link. Go to that website. Follow the, the, the information that it's asking, enter that information in, and then it's, you're going to be taken to a page. The first one is a petition. It's a petition about censorship against media the, that mainstream media has right now, as well as social platforms. Sign that petition. Second thing is a website or is a, is a link that will take you to allow you to send any letter that you want to people on, to, to elected officials on the municipal level on the state level and on the federal level and tell them that you violently oppose HR 6666. Every single person needs to do that right now. You don't have to even know your house members or your representatives or your governor or your mayor. You don't have to have any information. That link that we have, all you do is type in your name, your email address, and then click on your zip code and it will automatically find your elected officials and with one letter you'll get it to every single person it's actually going to work for australia and it's also going to work um i, I think australia uk and canada i think it's coming down the pipeline right now it may only be working for the u.s but our plan is within the next couple of days it will work for elected officials in australia in canada in the uk and in the u.s but right now it's in the u.s so write down that you oppose 
H.R. 6666, the TRACE Act, the Testing, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone Act. You need to do something today because if you don't, tomorrow it's going to be your child or your parent or your spouse that's going to be removed. It's going to be your brother or your sister. So you need to do something right now. I'm just trying to give the information that I know for sure. Sometimes people take half-truth and put them together, and then it creates a misdirection or, or a diversion. You cannot fix a problem with the same mindset that created it. Right now, we have the ability to turn the tables for the benefit of mankind. No matter what anybody says, it may take a week, it may take a month, it may take a year, it may take thousands of years, but the truth will always sustain itself. And we are at that point in history right now that we must, as a global population, as a citizens of this planet, not as citizens of the United States or the UK or this country, that country, as a planetary population, recognize that one, we are all connected. Literally, we're all connected. If you study quantum physics, you already understand that. But we are all connected and our differences have been accentuated over the decades and over hundreds of years. Our religion, our creed, our ethnicity, our color for skin to create diversion. If you think about it, divide and conquer. That's, that's an old saying. So you first divide the, the populace and then you conquer them. So I'm asking for people to unite. You would have to be blind and deaf to not recognize that what is happening is not normal and is not justified. The only way that you can control people is by keeping them in ignorance. But as soon as a person becomes empowered with knowledge, the one thing is that nobody can control you once you are aware. You cannot be victimized once you're aware and once you've been empowered with knowledge. But if this doesn't get rectified and gets rectified in the very, very near future, within the next few weeks, that our world, and when I say our world, I'm not just talking about where I live or where you live, but our world, our planet is going to be a different place and our children will never, never have the same opportunity as we did. They will be sicker. They will be controlled. They will not have any privacy. They will not have any future because this will usher in what I believe will be the next phase, which is extinction of the human race. The difference between fear and danger is that danger is real. Fear is an illusion. But when you start painting fear and you start showing danger as an illu uh, uh, misdirecting where the danger is coming from, and you think that the bear's coming from here, but the tiger's coming from behind, and that's what I'm wanting people to be aware of. We get programmed by our parents and by, or by our teachers or whatever in the first seven years. If, if a child is raised in the house of bigots, then they will have the same belief system as their parents did. And when they talk about the terrible teens, that usually the terrible teens is when they're losing the personality of their parents and forming their own personality. And when there's a conflict between the personality of the parents and themselves, that's when you have that revolt of the terrible teens. The world needs to wake up and understand that what's happening right now is an illusion and it's going to mandate other things coming down. I guess what's controversial is that it's the truth. And the truth has not been something that we've been given much of over the last uh, so many decades that we, we're given the information that we're told is truth and we're sh it's shoved down our throats and we're expected to believe it and it's the only source of information that we have and then there's a little bit of a division between the types of channels you know, you've got the left channels and the right channels you've got like the foxes and versus the cnn's so you've got a little bit of discrepancy between those type of truths, but they're still controlled by the same puppet masters and so the information that we're getting is highly highly filtered 
it's censored, it's vast majority of times it's it's not true. You can actually look at the news here in the United States and then you can be in a different country and you can see what true journalism is because they're actually reporting different things. I mean, this is something that you see in um, the one-sided argument that's given oftentimes in mainstream media. They have an agenda. You know, when you start looking at what the actual uh, comments were, or when you start looking at what the actual decisions were or what the actual complete press conference was, then you start to see that mainstream media took the statements out of context. And of course, you can adulterate things by cutting and pasting and editing things. Fake media is a real thing, has been a real thing. You've been hearing more about it in the last four years, but it's always been fake media. Truth has never been something that has been fought for, in, in, at least in the last five or 10 years in, in the United States, as far as fighting for it at home. We've taken things for granted. We always think we are in the United States, so we live in the you know, land of the free home of the brave, so it's not something that we have to worry about. It's taken for granted and yet slowly slowly things are disappearing our rights are being taken away slowly and slowly when we start to recognize where the problems lie then we can start to do something about it the problem is we don't know where the problems lie because it's been kept from us and the misinformation campaign that the media has put out not letting people know really what the truth is that it's not possible that there could be deception to this level that's called cognitive dissonance right cognitive dissonance is when you are presented with the truth, but you cannot accept it because by doing so would jeopardize your entire belief system. It would have you'd have to start questioning all the other beliefs that you had, because that one belief system that's being asked to be to be looked at and that's being scrutinized that you're now starting to question. Many of your other belief systems have been built upon that. And so to accept this new truth, you would have to disavow all the other beliefs. And you can't do that because now at that point, it's it's beyond what a person can survive with. It's not my place to say how people should think, um, but I think that's the key point is they should think. They should start to think. And, and telling a person how to think versus just telling them to start thinking, because when you start thinking, that's first and foremost where we need to begin. So step out, be aware, learn, open your eyes, open your ears, and be pro-information, um, not censor information. Be open to debate. Stop being afraid. The opposite of fear is love. Hold love in your heart and everything's going to be fine. Okay? Hold love for those that are around you, those that are your family members and extended family and friends, but not just them. Hold love for people that are different than you on this, not just in our country, but on this planet. All right. Every day, guys, that message that Dr. Lipton and Nia and I sent out, Nia Peoples and I sent out April, middle of April. Okay. That message, that was a month and a half ago, almost two months ago, that message, just start doing it every day. Okay. And the message is very simple. Here, here it is. And I'll just tell you guys again. Every day at 11 o'clock, it doesn't have to be 11 o'clock, but I say 11 o'clock because that comes you know, twice a day, 11 in the morning, 11 in the evening. No matter where you are in the world, just take 30 seconds, close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and hold a place of love and gratitude and compassion in your heart for those that are different from you, 
all right? Those that are a different color, those that are a different creed, those that are a different ethnicity, different religion, those that may be taller than you, shorter than you, that believe differently from you, those that may have a different political uh, direction or maybe a different sexual orientation or whatever the case is. I, I don't care what it is. Just find something that somebody's different from you and hold a place in their heart for love and gratitude and compassion. And also ask Source Energy, the Creator, ask God to help us, to support us in this period of evolution. Because that is what this is. This is an evolutionary period. Don't get scared. Don't get all enamored with what's going to happen. It's a growth component, all right? This is a good thing, guys. This is a really good thing. It's all coming to a head. Things are, you know, how do you deal with an abscess? Remember, you probably heard this from some of my other videos. You, how do you treat an abscess? You don't treat it with antibiotics. You lance it. You cut it open. You, you incise it and drain it. And then the fever starts going down. The pain goes down. You know, you don't have any more problems with sepsis. And you get better. So is it, this is like an abscess that's coming to a head. But what's on the other side is a much better world. A world that's going to be fair. It's not going to be with censorship. It's not going to be where mainstream media can control the garbage and we're getting polluted with chemicals in our systems and we're getting constant bombarding messages from big pharma and being told that the only answer to your cancer, to your heart disease is the drug route that they're giving you. All those things will go away by the wayside. All right. All the political agendas and the, and, the, and the lies that we're being told will disappear because we'll be in a much better place. But you have to hold that place in your heart for that to occur. It's not going to happen on its own. It's going to happen if that's what we set our intention towards. So every day at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m., and I don't care whether you're in the U.S. or somewhere else. If you're in Zimbabwe, if you're in Tanzania, you're in Japan, you're in Russia, you're in New Zealand, you're you know, in South Africa, you're anywhere you are. 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Because remember, it's always 11 a.m. Some, someplace, right? On the hour, right? So every person that's hearing this and every person that hears this in the future and everybody that may not even hear it, but you go and tell somebody at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. If you can do it twice a day, that's great. If you can only do it once, hey, okay, that's fine. But if we do that, we will blanket the earth. We can literally shift the magnetic grid of the planet if we do that. All right? The planet resonates at a frequency, just like everything resonates at a frequency. And the planet's frequency has been affected by all that's been happening right now because of the rollout of some of this technology, the Schumann frequency. See, it's, it's affecting the planet. It's like the pulse of the planet. It's like the heartbeat of the planet. And we can help that by holding a place of love and appreciation for each other and for the planet. So do that, guys. It's a simple thing. It's a very simple thing. Some of you may think I'm crazy, and that's okay. It's not the first time I've been called crazy. But just hold that place, all right? Just trust me and do that. Don't be in fear. Be in a state of love. Love is the opposite of fear. So hold that place. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of people out there, and they, they, I get sometimes really frustrated, and I just call them dumbasses, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to verbally slap the hell out of them to wake them up. That's what I'm trying to do, but... Anyway, the second wave is going to happen like this. They're going to say, okay, you can take off your face mask. You can start working again. But these people are already scared. They're financially stressed. They're emotionally stressed. They've been almost kept in a sterile environment at home. And now they're going to come out and they're going to be more susceptible to whatever pathogens are out there because they've been wearing a face mask. Their, their bodies are stressed out. So they can, they can catch anything. Forget about COVID-19, okay? Anything, any kind of virus, any type of bacteria, any type of spirochetes, microfibers, yeast, fungus.
uh, parasite, whatever. They can catch anything. So be, there's going to be a group of people that are going to get sick from that. Then you've got the second group of people that are sensitive to the radio frequency electromagnetic fields. This rollout of this new technology, while we've been kept in our homes, it's getting ready to be rolled out. Last year, they rolled out 60 satellites out of space. So far this year, there's supposed to be another 360 that are rolled out. And if that ha all happens with 420, we're going to be covered in a blanket of micro wave technology over the whole planet, which is affecting the Earth's magnetic grid. It's affecting the human frequencies of the heart. Basically, it's affecting the pulse of the Earth, the heartbeat of the Earth. And that's going to cause some geographical disturbances, earthquakes, you know, other types of natural disasters. It's going to happen. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just basic science. I mean, you look at it, I mean, it's actually overdue, but anyway, that's another topic. So you're going to have people that are going to be sensitive to this technology as it's being rolled out, then those people are going to get sick. So you're going to have people getting sick because their immune systems are run down. You're going to have people getting sick because of the, the rollout of this technology. And then you're going to have another group of people that are going to come running out and volunteer for the vaccines. If they, when they roll out and say, we have this vaccine, they're going to go out there and they're going to try to get this vaccine. So you're going to have people getting injured, sick from the vaccine and dying from it. You're people that are going to get sick and injured and possibly die from the rollout of this new technology. And you have people that are going to get sick and ill and potentially die from being kept in their homes and being so stressed out that when they come back in the environment, they become susceptible. So it's all three of those things that are going to make people get sick. And when that gets people sick, they, the system, the, the people that have been saying about this whole pandemic, they're going to see, see, we told you there was a second wave coming of COVID-19. All right. And they may even call it COVID-20. I don't know what they're going to call it, but they're going to we told you it's coming and now you see it right here you see these people getting sick they're not going to talk about the fact that the masks have made people sick and, and the emotional trauma and the financial stress has caused these people's immune systems to become rendered they're not going to talk about that they're not going to talk about this new technology that's been rolled out they're not going to talk about people getting injured from the vaccines they're just going to say it's the new role it's the second wave it's a new wave the second wave that we warned you about and that's when they're going to try to use the mandated vaccine say that you didn't listen to us and now we're going to mandate vaccines well, I've got one thing to say to those people. I am locked and loaded and I'm ready to rock and roll. And I think that I speak for about 500,000 people in the continental United States that are also locked and loaded and ready to rock and roll. So bring it on. But I think it's never going to happen because 90% of our military and law enforcement, they get it. I was talking to Dallas Fort Worth police officers that was shaking my hand saying thank you Dr. Guitar thank you for telling us the truth we know this is BS we're only wearing the mask to be happy and they're pulling him down most law enforcement and most military already know this is garbage so they can only mandate this if they get the law enforcement and military to do it and they're going to stand down they're already standing down so they have no power now this system has no power the only power they have is what we give them so don't be afraid Hold that place of love and gratitude. Educate everybody that you can find and let them know the truth, guys. Anybody who's military can probably tell you this to a certain extent. People realize this. When you realize that from the moment that you were born, we're dying, we're in a slow, steady process of dying. It's part of that cycle of life, right? And it's actually, I heard this a long time ago, and then I heard something similar from a movie. And it's true, because when you start realizing that we're all going to die, then the allure of death just kind of disappears, and it's like, hey, whatever it is. The thing is, the secret to life, as Bruce Lee said, the secret to life, anybody want to know what the secret to life is? Bruce Lee said this, the secret to life is to live it. And so if you're constantly afraid, constantly afraid of vaccines, or constantly afraid of what the government's going to do, or constantly afraid of dying, you're not living life. If you're living life, then death has no purpose. 
All right? When it comes, it comes. Whenever it comes, it's fine. But to live life. Hold God in your heart. Hold your fellow brethren in your heart. And guys, it's all going to be good. It's just going to be an incredible world. We're going to make it an incredible world. You're going to make it an incredible world. I'm going to make it an incredible world. Everyone's going to make it an incredible world. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.